0: What is the internal temperature of a tantan? Tauntaun? 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 Tauntaun?
1: Is it alive or is it dead?
0: Why does that matter?
1: <laughs> well, if it's dead, presumably it's cold. It's much colder, right?
0: I mean, I feel like you stay warm for quite a while after you die, anyway. So,
1: okay. okay. The answer's what's the answer? The
0: answer's lukewarm.
1: Ah, uh, <laughs> I get it.
0: So, I guess dead. I guess dead was the proper answer to your question. Well, welcome. I'm Bree.
1: And I'm Paul, and this is Signal 25.
0: We are going to get right started in the news because we took last week off um, to be traumatized and anxious with the rest of the country.
1: And also, we did record an episode, but we had audio issues. So this week, instead, we're doing the same episode, but it's going to work this time. <laughs>
0: it is going to work this time, and it's going to be even better because now we've already practiced this episode once. Exactly. Uh, so I'm gonna start with Disney is officially Christmased out in all of the parks as of this week. Uh, Animal Kingdom being the last park to get Christmasized. Um, now Mickey and Minnie are in their safari Christmas outfits, and it is the cutest thing I've ever seen.
1: Is Disneyland Christmas? Do you know? i did I, I know that they had started putting stuff up in disneyland i suspect that they uh, have not. yeah well did not finish that downtown
0: disney and california adventure are actual disneyland i don't know because obviously it's not open but california adventure is fully disneyed disneyed of course it's fully disneyed <laughs> it's fully christmas
1: <laughs> that's good that's good it's fully disney christmas
0: <laughs> yes My house, personally, has been fully Christmas for a week now. Tis the season, right? I have
1: some Christmas lights that I need to put up. There
0: we go. Making it work.
1: But, of course, we have another big holiday coming up. Well, coming up for us as we record this in the past for you as you hear this. (laughs) Yes. Do you want to talk about it? Oh,
0: it's Mickey Mouse's and Minnie Mouse's birthdays.
1: How old is Mickey? Is Mickey 91, 92? 91? I don't know. when His 90th birthday was recently, but I don't remember if it was last year or the year before. I don't... No, it must have been, must have been two years ago.
0: It was... Okay, so he's 92. As I think he's 92. And then Minnie is...
1: Younger than that.
0: Younger than that. Or
1: possibly the same age.
0: I actually don't know. I don't either. It's also really hard to find, because not a lot of people talk about the fact that Minnie and Mickey share a birthday. It's often just focused as Mickey's birthday, which sucks. Like, how how sad is it to be Minnie and be like, it's my birthday, too? <laughs> But happy birthday to the reason that all of this exists.
1: Hey everyone, Paul from the future here. Just letting you know, Mickey Mouse's birthday is November 18th, which is a fact that we, A, didn't realize we thought it was uh, the 12th. And also we just didn't mention in the episode at all. So there you go. Mickey Mouse's birthday is the 18th. I hope you are sufficiently prepared. Okay, back to your regularly scheduled fire-based podcast.
0: So another thing to celebrate at Disney World is the finally, finally, Paul, do you want to tell us finally what's happening at Disney? Oh
1: man, I sure do. They finally banned eating and drinking in line. So this was technically banned in a lot of places anyway, but now it's like officially completely banned. I assume you can still drink water. That's generally the rule when they ban drinking, you know, for safety reasons, if nothing else. But yeah, eating and drinking in line as a former cast member. scourge
0: it's the worst especially popcorn when people eat popcorn in line it is just and like don't get me wrong i'm very guilty of it i'm a big in-line snacker i'm the person that sneaks food onto the people mover so i can have a snack while i'm sitting down don't get me wrong (laughs) like i am so guilty of this
1: you're the worst this is the worst
0: but i never spill it everywhere there's a difference and I mean, I assume that this came because of the pandemic and not taking like your mask off outside of like relaxation stations, but I'm really excited that this is a thing and I hope it continues for the rest of time at Disney.
1: There are a few changes that I think will last beyond COVID and, and this is one of them. I think in a future episode we should talk about why I hope FastPass never comes back.
0: Absolutely. That needs to be covered 100% because I am on the same page. Absolutely. Or if it does come back, how it should come back the way it should be not the way it is sure hmm, okay
1: i don't know what you're i don't know what it's in particular you're referring to so <laughs> wow, okay i can't say yes or no perfect in similarly foodie news california adventure is reopening for uh shopping and dining exclusively exclusively shopping and dining yes uh, i believe it is free to enter the park
0: it is Yeah. which
1: is good that would be pretty dumb uh, obviously you have to pay for the food and drink and
0: and things you, that you have buy. to pay for parking also
1: I do think you have to pay for parking. I mean, you could also just park off-site somewhere, but... True. I think this is a incredibly smart way to continue to make money and have people employed yeah. um, while keeping everyone safe and not having, you know, rides open where you're risking your employees and your guests' safety and health to have, you know, roller coasters open and stuff.
0: And they expanded it recently, so it was only going to be, like, a certain strip of california adventure open but now it's going to be pretty much all the dining and shopping of the park which is really cool
1: yeah i think that's awesome kind of sort of wish that they would just kind of have it always open yeah because i think that it's you know that kind of stuff is really fun obviously there's lots of reasons that they don't but um yeah mostly i'm just surprised that it took as long as it did like this seems like a really obvious like i didn't think about it but as Mm -hmm. soon as i heard it i was like oh my gosh yes of course this why did they not do this earlier i still don't know and
0: especially because downtown disney at disneyland is so small like it's i mean it it's pretty sizable like it it's a good offering but compared to like disney world or i don't know the glendale galleria which is literally like a block away (laughs) from disneyland (laughs) it's crazy that they didn't think to expand that sooner. And not even just in COVID terms, but California Adventure already closes so much earlier than Disneyland does. So it's always baffled me why they haven't at least kept the shopping dining parts open.
1: Especially because California Adventure, both in dining and shopping, but also, you know, attractions and just kind of in general, tends to appeal to a slightly more mature crowd than Disneyland does. So the fact that it closes earlier, I feel like they can kind of make use of, oh, hey, yeah, you know, we're closed to regular day guests, but... You can still shop or eat or whatever.
0: Right. And the fact that, well, first of all, it's the one that serves alcohol. So you would think that they'd be open later because older crowd going out late night. And why they've never done something like Epcot's done of the after like 4 p.m. ticket where you can pretty much like it's designed to just be able to go in and have dinner and such. I mean,
1: they do, though. It's called an annual pass, but.
0: Well, but that's, like, a like the special annual pass, which is cheaper, so you can just use it to do that. So, I don't know. I think this might open up a lot of possibilities for Disney parks in the future, which I wouldn't be yeah, mad I about. I think that
1: they're going to learn a lot about, A, how badly people want to go for shopping and dining and just kind of ambiance. But yeah. also, I think they're going to learn a lot about kind of what they're allowed to do in COVID in the state of California in particular, Um, Obviously, they've been open in Florida for months now. They've been open in Paris for a while, though they're going to close again. Yeah. Um, They have reopened and I think reclosed in most of the Asian parks. Um, So, but the state of California is super particular about the things that the state has to do and that Disney has to do, which I think is good. Um, I think they're all pretty reasonable, though it feels unfair to to Disney and particularly unfair to the employees.
0: And... I mean, it's, it's a double-edged sword. It's like, you can't, you, no one's going to win in this situation. So on a higher culinary note, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure is got an opening date.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty excited for this attraction. So you've been on it. I have been on Paris. it. In Paris. Yeah. As far as I know, it's a complete duplicate of that one just minus the restaurant at the end.
0: Yes, which I also haven't done, so like, oh well. Which I've heard a lot of this, it's the same as Le de France, but just Ratatouille themed. (laughs) But from the walkthrough photos I saw today of the Disney blog that posted them or whatever, uh, it looks exactly the same, which it's probably the top five Disney rides I've ever been on, theming and ride-wise.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I think we're going to get a lot of these kinds of trackless dark ride. I think that's, I I would be surprised if we get many more dark rides that that are on tracks. Um, Just, you can do so many more things with it. I mean, Rise of the Resistance, this, the in I think it's Tokyo, they have Pooh's Honey Hunt, which looks amazing.
0: And the new Beauty and the Beast ride and Baymax's ride.
1: There's a Baymax ride? There
0: is a Big Hero 6 ride in Tokyo that just opened. Wait, how have you not heard about this? I don't know if it's a trackless dark ride, but I just like saw it.
1: It's called the Happy Ride with Baymax. <laughs> oh, it's just Mater's Junkyard Jamboree. Oh, or the Alien Swirling Saucer. That's but fine. Baymax is in it. That's okay. That's still that's still cute.
0: Still worth it. Would fly to Tokyo to ride it.
1: Yeah, I'm a little disappointed now. You got my hopes up for a oh. big Hero Six Dark Ride. I'm not even that big of a big Hero Six fan. But
0: that would be a good that dark would be ride. awesome. Just the way I'd seen it advertised, it made it group it into the same like category as the beauty as the new beauty and the beast ride. So I was like, oh, they're the same thing. But Nope. Nope. But that's really exciting for Disney World. They think that it's gonna probably open in January. Potentially. Well, but you know, see. COVID,
1: so who knows?
0: God, who knows if Disney World will still even be open in January.
1: There has been talk, I have heard talk it wasn't terribly serious talk but i've heard talk of of closing
0: and especially with new administration coming in and everything else restrictions might be changing so we'll see
1: speaking of a new administration uh man just great transitions Ooh,
0: today. On fire, uh, would you say
1: uh they're almost certainly technically it's not 100 official but also it's definitely gonna happen that <laughs> they're going to uh close the hall of presidents in probably january um, uh, for at least a few months, um, they'll put in a, a Joe Biden animatronic. I think they will keep the other one, but probably just move it to the background with all the others. So
0: but yeah, new, new animatronic. That's exciting. Um, I mean, and who knows how long it'll actually take this time? Cause for our college program, Hall of presidents was closed. Like our whole program.
1: It opened up like right at the end. Yeah. I think, it, I think they were planning to do some major refurbishments in the attraction anyway, So it wasn't just that, they also redid other stuff that... Gotcha. I don't know. I didn't go... (laughs) I don't don't find the Hall of Presidents a particularly entertaining attraction. I'm not gonna lie.
0: Fun fact, I've never been on it also. Well, have you been on it ever? Yeah, I've done it. Oh, well, I've never done it. I feel like, as a woman, I spend a lot of time in rooms full of white men with strong opinions. So, like, I don't really need to do it at Disney.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's totally fair. The best thing about the Hall of Presidents in Disney World is—I don't even think it's there anymore—but it's the uh, Great Moments in History show with the Muppets outside of it.
0: Oh, it just came back this week.
1: Did it? It oh, did. Thank goodness. That show is amazing. Great Moments in History, but just the American parts.
0: It's the the Christmas version, like where they're wearing oh. their like little Christmas costumes.
1: Oh my gosh! I love that show so much. I they, they, love that show. If they're not gonna actually do Muppet stuff, they just need to like randomly have Muppet shows throughout yes. all of the parks.
0: A random cavalcade with Kermit.
1: I don't even. Yeah, I don't even need them to show up. I just want <laughs> I, like I just want like well I mean, okay. Not, <laughs> I mean, I want them to show up. I, I mean, like not like walk around characters. I just want them to like pop out of buildings and do a little show like they do at the Hall of Presidents. I want a life size Kermit.
0: Life size walking around.
1: I don't think I do. I think, be, I think it, that would be really scary. It would
0: be terrifying, but I want to see it.
1: Considering how much you hated the Jack Skellington, I can't imagine you're actually going to enjoy it.
0: Yeah. No, I probably wouldn't, but it's fine.
1: Speaking of things you wouldn't enjoy, Brie, how do you feel about cruising?
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Well, pre-pandemic, I already wasn't a huge fan. Like, I kind of wanted to do a Disney cruise just because I'd heard how fun and awesome and magical they were. But the idea of being stuck on a boat... In the middle of water really just didn't appeal to me ever.
1: Yeah. I mean, the I am I, interested in it conceptually, mostly just like to try it once. Right. I don't know how I would feel about it because the boats are enormous. Yeah. Right. I mean, you're basically in a small to medium sized hotel that just happens to be floating in the middle of the ocean, but I have never done it. I'm certainly not going to do it anytime soon, and neither is anybody else, because they have canceled all cruises through the end of the year. Um, at least the end of the year, let's be honest, almost certainly longer than that.
0: Probably till there's a vaccine.
1: Right. There are CDC guidelines in terms of how they can reopen, and things that they have to do in order to reopen. It's not clear when they will be able to do that, but yeah. not before the end of the year.
0: Yeah, and or if they even want to spend the money to do all of that to their cruise ships, just to be able to have such a limited number of cruisers. And especially with travel restrictions for states, too, and international travel right now, it, it's kind of just a blurry line of it would be worth less than you would cost to fix all the problems and solve all the problems.
1: And then train all the staff. You know, yeah, There's a lot of a lot of costs associated there.
0: Right, so I don't foresee Disney doing it again until cases are down and or there's a vaccine.
1: I'd say middle of next year.
0: Middle next year, probably.
1: Pending vaccine, obviously. Yes,
0: yes, yes. We'll see. I mean, I hope it can come back. I would like to do it eventually, maybe, maybe. We'll see. (laughs) Uh, But from one dumpster fire to an actual fire...
1: (laughs) Wee-wee-wee-wee-wee. There, there was an, was an actual, actual fire, fire at, at Disney. Disney.
0: <laughs> the thing we live for because we didn't...
1: Wow, okay. okay. That sounds...
0: <laughs> that sounds bad. Um, yeah. We didn't name our podcast after a fire signal, not hoping that we wouldn't ever get to report about a fire in the park. Exactly.
1: Exactly. We both saw this piece of news and immediately were like, well, well, I guess I know what we're talking about. This is our moment. And we talked about it in the episode you didn't hear, but you didn't hear that, so now you're going to hear this, and now we're going to talk about it again. <laughs>
0: uh, Pecos Bills caught fire not surprising out of all the things that might catch fire in disney world i would put peco's bills very high on that list
1: yeah or the indiana jones ride in disneyland just because that ride finds every possible way to break down
0: i think that one's caught fire before though actually i'm sure it has there are fire effects i'm pretty sure that one's caught fire before (laughs) i'm
1: fairly confident
0: but peco's bills it was a small fire the evac what tiki room and country bears along with the restaurant obviously (laughs) no they left the restaurant full
1: <laughs> what do you think of Pecos bills
0: Pecos bills uh depending on the like time I don't know it it it's like a wave for me like because sometimes they have really really great stuff and sometimes it's just bad tex-mex
1: I mean it's always like mediocre tex-mex but fair uh yeah I, I, they they're fine it's pretty good in terms of quick service places in the magic kingdom oh, I, think it's I will up there.
0: I will always pick Pecos bills over anything else.
1: The only other thing that comes even close... Nope, I think that's it. I think, it's, yes. I think it's number one.
0: I used to like it a lot more when the toppings bar actually had, like, guac and real good salsa.
1: Did they get rid of that? I didn't like, know that. They
0: took the guac out of the toppings bar, which rip wow. off, and now it's just, like, a weird kind of half pico de gallo kind of salsa. I don't know. And they don't always have corn anymore, which was also a highlight for me. So, it, I don't know. it Like... You could tell they were cutting cost corners and I'm just I'm disappointed about it, but it's fine.
1: Well, it lit on fire, so that's your revenge.
0: But now it's fine, so it's okay. <laughs> and no one got hurt. That's the part we would like to oh, emphasize. Oh, good. That's the
1: part that we <laughs> have that actually matters. No one got hurt.
0: Yeah. It was a small fire. Yeah. It's fine.
1: Well, I don't have any transition, but uh, Disney Plus. <laughs> that's our that's our transition.
0: Yeah, if you listened to our first episode, we talked all about Disney Plus. If you haven't go listen before you continue with this episode because it'll give you good insight of how we feel, but it's, it's one year anniversary today when you are listening to this podcast.
1: Assuming you're listening to it on November 12th and I wasn't lazy in editing it and made it come out later. Oh! November 12th!
0: November 12th is the one year anniversary of Disney Plus. We're so happy it exists, mostly because The Mandalorian's back.
1: It is back, and that's what we're going to talk about. It is what we're going to talk about. The whole episode. Well, not the whole episode, because we've spent however long talking (laughs) about this other crap. But anyway. In a bit, we're going to talk about Star Wars and The Mandalorian, and I'm very excited.
0: And yeah, and along with the Disney Plus bundle, which I have and I love because I'm really bad at remembering passwords. So the fact that three things have <laughs> the same passwords, a real benefit for me. Um, uh, <laughs> you can also get it on Xbox Game Pass. Paul, do you want to talk about that? Cause I know nothing about that.
1: I kind of wondered. I was, I was hearing you say the words Xbox Game and Pass, and I don't think <laughs> you've ever said those words in that order before.
0: I have. I,
1: Oh, good job. But not great.
0: Not because I know. Anyway,
1: so Xbox Game Pass is Microsoft's basically game subscription service. Think of it like Netflix, but instead of streaming the movies, you actually just get the games for as long as you have the service. Um, But it also comes with a bunch of other stuff. Uh, It includes like Spotify, I think, for a little while. You get Discord, something or other, for a little while. Anyway, they're adding Disney Plus. You get one month of Disney Plus. I don't, (laughs) but. It's basically just a free trial.
0: Oh, I thought it like you could include Disney Plus in paying for Game Pass.
1: I don't think so, but it's possible they will add that in the future. That wouldn't cool. be surprised to see something like that.
0: It makes sense. Eventually, you're just gonna like they're gonna be like our Disney Plus Plus twenty six expansion pack. When you pay thirty eight dollars a month, you get access to.
1: We're just making cable again. I don't know why. I don't know why we're all pretending that this is some novel concept. We're just gonna build cable again.
0: It's just gonna be streaming cable. Disney owns the streaming cable LP.
1: Actually, wait, yeah, you kind of already have streaming cable because you have ESPN, yeah, and Hulu and Disney Plus. So really,
0: all you got to add is HBO and you are.
1: HBO is expensive though. HBO is like more than the price of that whole bundle.
0: Yeah, HBO is super expensive. If you want to listen to HBO, find someone that has HBO or watch HBO, find someone that has it and share a password because <laughs> not worth it. Speaking of things Disney owns, uses, and abuses, what are we gonna talk about this week, Paul?
1: <laughs> We're talking about Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> talk about
0: Star Wars.
1: So I'm super excited. So The Mandalorian obviously has come back for season two. We've seen two episodes, three two episodes, episodes, two episodes. Two. They are so long, and I loved them so much that it felt like three episodes.
0: I have hot takes on those when we get there, by the way.
1: Oh, okay. So we're going to talk about Star Wars things in the parks. So let's get started right off the bat. So let's take Galaxy's Edge and put that on the back burner. We'll get to Galaxy's Edge at the end of this. Okay. So Star Wars stuff in the parks. I'm going to start with the boring stuff. So we have Star Wars Launch Bay, which does still exist. (laughs) It does. For some reason. Uh, It's where they can do meet and greets and shops. I don't think it's open at the moment.
0: No, I did look it up. It's not.
1: Not even the store is open.
0: As far as I could find, it wasn't.
1: Okay, that makes sense. There's not really anything (laughs) there. Uh, It's mostly just the meet and greets. But the cool thing that they can do there is they can do meet and greets with characters who either don't exist yet or are a different age or have died at the time of Galaxy's Edge, which takes place between episodes eight and nine. So Baby Yoda, the Mandalorian, they could do a meet and greet there. But they're not because Disney are cowards.
0: (laughs) Disney is afraid to bring the Baby Yoda puppet to the parks.
1: We can handle it. (laughs) We
0: can handle it. Maybe that'll be like, The big thing post COVID will be like to draw people back is a baby Yoda.
1: That's actually a really good idea. I
0: would sell my soul for that. Not gonna lie.
1: I did the the baby Groot and Star Lord meet and greet when that was the thing that you could do. Star Lord, take it or leave it, but baby Groot was really pretty impressive. Yeah, I definitely think something like that for for baby Yoda would make sense. Could
0: you imagine him in his carriage? I would just die.
1: Oh yeah, I mean it has to be. Well, I know. Right.
0: Unless I can figure out a way to put him on the floor, like, peeking around stuff, because that would also just...
1: For sure, that'd be adorable, but also it would be really dangerous because someone would step on him or kick him or something. Or try to steal him. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's the big one. <laughs> or really being honest about people in yeah, Florida. That's
1: yeah, that's a good point.
0: <laughs> I mean, I personally like Lunch Bay. I I think it's cool. I like the characters.
1: I think it's neat. I think it's just a bummer that Disney kind of wrote themselves into a corner by putting it putting a uh, galaxy's edge in between eight and nine because now they're doing all of these other things in different time periods and it's like well if you do it before now these characters for sure are alive by t- time that happens although they should be older so that's a little confusing if you do it after episode nine now they should be younger and it's like how did they do it? anyway it's a big <sighs> It's what a hole
0: do. that they've dug themselves, and we cannot do anything to change it. So, moving on to moving on Star Wars shows because there's actually well, hold wait, what are we moving on? Well, to? I was
1: gonna, I was gonna say Star Tours.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Because that's a ride that does exist.
0: It is a ride that does exist. I just thought we were gonna group it closer to the other rides, but that's fine.
1: Okay, all right. We'll put Star Tours later.
0: Okay, because I just want to get the shows out of the way because they, you know, well, okay, the stage show out of the way. We can get the stage show out of
1: the way. Right. So there, at least there used to be two shows. I think they canceled the first one pre-COVID, the March of the First Order. Yeah, that
0: was back in February. Captain
1: Phasma and the Stormtroopers just walked down the street. And it was fine.
0: It was fine. I, I It was fine. Obviously, I've seen it a hundred times because it just happens yep. while you're randomly walking through studios.
1: It happens at the most, like, eclectic times, too. It's, like, 1125 and 115 it's not like it, it's not every hour it, uh, it might be every hour but it's not like on the hour
0: no and it wasn't even every i'm pretty sure it was like every other hour when it was consistently happening obviously as it close, yeah. it got closer to being cut it just kind of like was less and less but yeah that one was fine and i'm glad it's gone it was a waste of whatever
1: It was a pain in the butt to try to walk through. Yeah. Um, Anyway, there's also the Star Wars of Galaxy Far, Far Away, or as a former uh, co-worker once called it, Swagfuffa. Swagfuffa. (laughs) I like that one. I like that a Um, lot. I know, me too. It's better than March of the First Order, which is mofo. Um, (laughs) So Galaxy Far, Far Away is basically just characters come out and do stuff, which is, It's fine
0: it's all mostly evil characters.
1: So, exactly, yeah. It is almost exclusively evil characters because those are the ones who wear masks and therefore Disney does not have to pay their likenesses. And also R2-D2, C-3PO, and Chewbacca. And Ray is also in the show. Newly!
0: Like, that was a pretty new album. Right,
1: but there's so many evil characters. I also had another co-worker call it Dream Along with Kylo. (laughs) I thought that one was funny. That is funny. Because it does feel a little bit like Kylo Ren's fever dream.
0: Honestly, now that you say that, I I'm gonna right? I need to reevaluate the way I look at it because that's hundred percent accurate.
1: I mean, it's got all the bad guys, Ray, Chewbacca
0: and the droids.
1: And the droids, but whatever. But whatever.
0: Funny story about that show, actually, when I was train I had to do like a stupid safety class while I was working at studios and we were in the back, like lot training rooms, and we were sitting in there like outside the class waiting for it to start and, like, the teacher to unlock it. And uh, Darth Maul can- comes by, like, riding on a, like, the like, golf cart or whatever. But, like, it was, like, right behind me. And so he, like, slams the side of the golf cart and it literally scared the actual daylights out of me. Like, I freaked out because, like, I didn't hear it coming. And all of a sudden there's just Darth Maul there and it's just, like, making this loud noise and it just... it. Kind of
1: terrifying. Speaking of scary Darth Maul stories, <laughs> it's a great no. It's a great transition because the next thing I want to talk about is the Jedi Training Academy. Oh, uh, they have it both in Disneyland and in Hollywood Studios. I did do the Jedi Training Academy in Disneyland when what? I was in fourth grade, third grade, fourth grade, something like yeah, that. Yeah, because
0: it's been around forever in Disneyland.
1: It's been around for a long time. So long, in fact, that when. They originally did it. They had a Jedi Master come out, and all the kids sat in the front. And he or she would pick the kids who raising their hands. What? Yeah, there was no sign-ups or anything. So it, it felt way more magical. My brother and I both got picked, which is nuts. That's like in- The awesome. only reason that that happened is he picked one of us. And then noticed that we were brothers wearing matching shirts and picked the other one as well so that the other didn't feel left out.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. And I fought Darth Maul. And he was super scary. He's super scary. It was okay. I did it. You did Um, it. Wow. I was in fourth grade, so I wasn't like that young. I was young enough to really appreciate it, but also old enough to recognize how cool it was that I got to do that.
0: That's so cool. That's like a perfect age to do it at, too.
1: Yeah, it was awesome.
0: That's that's super cool. I never even know that. Yeah. Wow.
1: Anyway, nowadays you just sign up. Yeah. And it's way less magical. But, less
0: magical, more uh, stressful, angrier parents.
1: Certainly much angrier parents, but you don't have to try a whole bunch of times True. to get your kid picked. Um, yeah, we were really lucky. That was like the first and only time we tried. So yeah, it's ridiculous, frankly, <laughs> that we wow. uh, we both did it. Yeah, super cool. Super awesome moment.
0: That's super. You have the best luck with Star Wars.
1: It's true. I do have good luck with Star Wars. We'll <laughs> talk about that later in Star Tours.
0: It's No, it's a fine show. It's cute. It's fun. I'm glad it exists for all the little nerdy Star Wars kids out there
1: that's pretty much it right yeah <laughs> it's a good sh- it's a great show for the kids who get to do it and their families and parents and that's it
0: and it was especially great this summer that nothing was open in Hollywood Studios because like young kids couldn't do Tower of Terror or rock and roller coaster or some of them star tours because they weren't tall enough so the fact movie that ride that was
1: closed. movie ride was
0: closed, the only other thing out there was uh, Muppets and and Toy Story Mania. So it was really great for families that summer, especially.
1: So moving on to the best, the final show, the best show is Star Wars: A Galactic Spectacular the fireworks show at Hollywood Studios. Uh, Not Fantasmic, so there's two nighttime spectaculars at Hollywood Studios. There's Fantasmic, which is like a stage show that also features some pyrotechnic stuff. And then there's the Star Wars show, whose name I just said but have already forgotten. Doesn't matter. It's the Star Wars fireworks. It's really cool. It's really Uh, cool. The fireworks themselves are fine, but the cool part is the projections and the lasers and the giant pillar of fire that if you are standing underneath walking out of the great movie ride right as they go off are insanely hot
0: insanely hot especially in already hot Florida where it's all it's still like 85 degrees at night and then you're under fire and you're just like wow I'm sweating again great <laughs>
1: Yeah, but I mean, you can feel it all the way down Hollywood Boulevard. It's You it's can feel it all
0: the way in Toy Story really Land. Down. It's insane. No, it's, it's super fun. I really love those fireworks. And I mean, I haven't watched them all the way through as many times as I would like.
1: I've only watched them all the way through technically once, but I've seen the whole show countless times. So
0: I can do the whole soundtrack to the show. I know the way the whole show goes.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: But, no, it's fun. I think it was really great. It debuted on our program, right?
1: No, oh, so. No, that was, uh... No, that was,
0: that was uh, the projection halfway. show that
1: yeah, debuted Disney on Yeah, Disney Movie program. Magic. That fun fact about Disney Movie Magic. One day, people roll into work, and there is an announcement over the loudspeakers saying, Hey, tonight we're going to start a new show, Disney Movie Magic. The people <laughs> working that show found out at the same time.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yep. That's like the most typical Disney thing to ever happen though. Like that happened. Spoiler alert to anyone who doesn't know and hasn't been a cast member. That stuff happens all the time.
1: I mean, that actually, I will amend that. Something that big is uncommon. That that was surprising that surprised everybody.
0: Fair. But little things all the time. Cool. Well with that, let's finally talk about rides. Let's talk about Star Tours.
1: Alright, let's talk about Star Tours. How do you feel about Star Tours?
0: Well, okay. I like Star Tours. Uh, I think it's a must-do ride at Hollywood Studios as long as the wait isn't terrible. Uh, and mind you, when I say at Hollywood Studios, I mean pre-Toy Story Land and pre-Galaxy's Edge. I mean like. So
1: you mean when when there were five rides?
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh no. Uh, but. I like Star Tours a lot. I've done it in every Disney park I've ever been in. So the US parks and France. I thought it was great. I like that it's different everywhere you go, that West Coast Star Tours is different than East Coast and European Star Tours. I think it's a fun ride to do a couple of times.
1: On the same, not on the same day though.
0: No, I mean like a couple of times ever.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: yeah. Um, and it's a fun ride if you want to stand in air conditioning for a long time.
1: That's true. And sit down.
0: Yes. It's, and I mean, it's fun. I've definitely gone on it, like, when I've been, like, hungry and dehydrated and tired before and come off feeling sick. Really bad motion sickness on that ride.
1: Yeah, that ride is, is notorious for making people sick.
0: <laughs> but it's fun. Um, I'm really salty because I've never been, um, what's it called?
1: The Rebel Spy. The
0: Rebel Spy. Sorry, I don't even know because I've never been it. Unlike Paul, who apparently... I was a Rebel
1: Spy. I went on my birthday. It's like his birthday. Uh, and just like <laughs> happened, to, happened, to get, happened to get it. Um, it's the birthday button that did it, I'm I, pretty sure. I
0: would like to point out that I have been to Disney for half of my last birthdays. And I also know all the tricks to become Rebel Spy. And I still don't know how I've never been picked to be Rebel Spy, But I never have. So now Paul's been a Jedi and a rebel spy. So that's fine.
1: Well, I was never a princess, so.
0: I wasn't either, Paul. I wasn't
1: either. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry. Sorry to hear that.
0: (laughs) I've gotten a free cupcake on my birthday before. That's about the (laughs) extent of.
1: (laughs) So before Brie gets too salty, let's move on.
0: Other rides.
1: Other rides. I haven't done them. Galaxy's I haven't done Edge. them either. Um, you've been to Galaxy's Edge, I have not. I
0: have been to Galaxy's Edge, but I mean, like I told, like I've told you, Smuggler's Run way too long of a wait for how hot it was that day. It was like a three plus hour wait, and I, and yeah, no. And then Rise wasn't open when I went, so.
1: Yep. I mean, I got nothing to say other than I want to do them both. They both look awesome. I do want to do in them in different though. ways. Yeah. And I had said for a long time, I thought that Rise of the Resistance, like even this was before it opened, I thought that Rise of the Resistance was a more exciting attraction. I think that flying the Millennium Falcon is really cool, but unfortunately, you're limited by what you can do with gameplay, basically. And just because of that, you're inherently limited, which is really unfortunate. I think that they should make it like Star Tours and should be able to go to a bunch of different places, but maybe eventually.
0: Maybe eventually.
1: But I can't complain. I've never been on it. So.
0: Right. I've also never been on it, but I can talk about Galaxy's Edge as a whole if we wanna, if we you wanna should do that. If we wanna go there, perfect. Yeah, I really loved it for what it was. I feel like A, if I would have gone on a day that was a little cooler and B a little less crowded, I probably would have loved it even more. But I went, one, it was still pretty new. I went pretty much the week that cast members could get back in to Hollywood Studios. So it was still a hot ticket attract- <laughs> attraction for the park. And um, I couldn't go into like Oga's Canteen. I couldn't go into pretty much any of the stores or anything. They were still capacitying them. So from just walking around, it was really awesome. Like the attention to detail, phenomenal. Like, it's the most immersive experience since Pandora. Like, it's incredible and beautiful. And I wept a little bit when I saw the Millennium Falcon.
1: I am continuously surprised that they haven't shot any of The Mandalorian there. Especially if they're shooting in LA, which I don't know where they shoot that show. No idea. They probably shoot it in London, actually, now that I think about it. But if they shoot it in LA, they absolutely should go do an episode in Black Spire Outpost.
0: Oh, yeah. I
1: think that only makes sense.
0: Absolutely. And it's so well done and so just gorgeous that I... Yeah. I mean, I've never been to the Disneyland one. I've only been to the Disney World one, but it was incredible. I have nothing but good things to say about it, and I can't wait to go back and actually spend time in it when it's not as crowded. That would be that'll be nice.
1: Yeah, I'm super excited to go. Uh, I did get to go in The Sims. That was kind of fun.
0: Hey!
1: <laughs> I played The Sims 4, uh Journey to two game pack, which is halfway between an expansion pack and just a bunch of stuff that you get it's kind of neat the best part of it was when your sims uh woohoo is the word that they use
0: Is <laughs> the uh, term it,
1: it plays a fun uh like slow jam version of the star wars theme
0: it's awesome i mean from the you awesome. sa- he sent me the youtube recording of it and it's super cool it makes me want them to do more with the musical universe of star wars
1: yeah it makes me want them to be a little bit more open to making jokes and just lightheartedness out of star wars because i think that that world exists and can be really entertaining in a kind of different way than how disney is treating star wars at the moment which isn't necessarily bad it just i think that it could be uh, used comedically as well
0: well that's pretty much- all that we had can talk about in the parks, your resident Star Wars experts, but we just want to take a second and thank our sponsors.
1: Our podcast today is brought to you by this PSA. Only you can stop fires, whether they're at Pecos Pills or out in the wild. It's up to you. Don't light a fire. Please
0: don't light fire. I know fire. that's our,
1: our podcast theme. Don't light anything on fire.
0: No. I had to make a fire in a wood stove this weekend. Oh, that's fun. Guess what? It's going to be really ironic. Uh put it out? Uh, no, I'm not good at fires. I'm not good that at building ironic. fires can build a fire podcast
1: ironic and not surprising
0: um ow
1: (laughs) ouch you just i mean i don't think i would be very good at making a fire it's not an insult okay that's not a that's not a skill that
0: i was like what about my personality trait tells you that i'm not good at lighting
1: fires you just don't strike me as the type of person who is going out uh camping a lot
0: i camp once a year thank you very much (laughs) And I'm not the one that builds the fires. Okay, let's talk about The Mandalorian.
1: Let's talk about The Mandalorian. Season so one. let's do a little bit of, yeah, season one talk before we get into the spoilery stuff for the latest season. So that
0: if you haven't started watching the latest season yet, for whatever reason, you can stop after, after this. And if you do choose to stop after this, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe, and follow us on social media. Thanks. Season one.
1: Season one.
0: I loved it. Obviously, uh, best part of Disney Plus. We talked about that in the first episode. It's it was amazing. It captivated me every episode. I never felt like there was a single part of it that I didn't want to watch.
1: There were a few episodes that were definitely not as good. Yeah. as the other ones. The one, for example, where there's the like rookie bounty hunter guy on Tatooine. I think that has Migna Wen in it. If you don't remember it, it's because it was the one that was boring.
0: Uh, that's probably why. <laughs> Oh, no, I totally remember that one. I just don't remember anything about it.
1: It's also the one that teased Boba Fett, probably, at the end.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. What what did you think, season one?
1: I think it's great. I think it's the best thing that Disney's done with Star Wars. That's a hot take, I guess. I guess that Um, is a
0: hot take, yeah.
1: Although, I mean... Not really, if you think of, I mean, like, okay, yeah. basically everyone, <laughs> not everyone agrees with that. But like general consensus is much higher for The Mandalorian than it is for any other Disney Star Wars project, um, save for maybe like Galaxy's Edge.
0: Yes. And the driving force of that, I would argue, is Baby Yoda.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I Baby Yoda has convinced me of two things. Right. One, people will watch anything that has something cute in it. But number <laughs> two, <laughs> Disney Plus absolutely had the right idea. And choosing to release it episodically. Because if all of the Baby Yoda content came out all at once, do I think it would become a meme? Yeah, maybe. But the thing that really made the Baby Yoda meme work is drawing it out and having people just want more of this gifable creature (laughs) and social media spreading it throughout the week
0: and learning more about it like you don't get to learn everything about baby yoda right away and each episode brings something new which also draws out that same idea of here's this cute little creature that we are watching grow and change and i would die for baby yoda like let me just put that out there if he feels i feel when i watch an episode like if he's upset i'm upset like i i have way too much of an like an emotional attachment to baby yoda
1: yeah he is super super cute and i mean like remember we don't even know what he he doesn't even have a name like he's just called the child which makes it, it even the baby better. Yoda thing. No, his name totally doesn't matter, but I'm going to be really annoyed if they give him a name <laughs> like because everyone just calls him baby Yoda.
0: Yeah, I I also thought about that and we also do we know the species name?
1: I I I don't. The only Yodas that we know of are Yoda, Yaddle, who was in the like background in the Phantom Menace. Mm -hmm. I think Phantom Menace and Baby Yoda.
0: Yeah. So I'm wondering if instead of a name, it'll continue to be the child, but we'll eventually, obviously we'll eventually learn the species name because that's the whole point is trying to return the child to his species. So I'm very interested to see if a species name comes out of this. I wouldn't be mad about that, but if they name him something ridiculous, like, I don't know, Carl.
1: (laughs) 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 <laughs> Carl the the Baby Yoda.
0: That's the first name that came to my mind of, like, what's the most ridiculous thing they could call this thing?
1: All right. Well, call- I know Carl. what the episode title is now.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, but point being.
1: Yeah. What I'm hoping happens is, so, this season spoiler alert full on let's let's just actually let's break into spoilers yeah
0: let's do it because i have a lot for, to talk for this about. current
1: season yeah before we do that before we get to talk about what has happened let me talk about what i think should happen okay so this season is r- heavily rumored and it's almost certain that it features rosario dawson playing ahsoka tano from the clone wars and rebels If you don't know who she is, she is Anakin Skywalker's Padawan, but the important part is she would know who Yoda is and almost certainly would recognize baby Yoda as a baby version of Yoda. So what I'm hoping is she sees him and goes, oh, it looks like a baby version of Master Yoda. And that's as far as we get with naming Carl.
0: (laughs) Uh, We're only going to call him Carl from now on. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Are you familiar with the the Carl the Intern song from Phineas and Verb?
0: (laughs) Yes. I was thinking llamas with hats, but Oh, yeah, that's a good one, too. (laughs) My hopes and dreams for this season are that we don't get Baby Yoda home.
1: I'd be very surprised if we get Baby Yoda home, especially because they're already in pre-production of a third season.
0: And they would be fools to do a third season without the child.
1: And I'm certain that they know that.
0: Yeah. Okay, well, let me... It took me a while to come up with this hot take. It took some discussion of episodes one and two. I... Did they change writers Is something that I need to know? That maybe you would know.
1: At least some of them, I assume. I know they changed directors.
0: Because it feels different this season. And I didn't quite pick up on it until kind of this episode, but mostly last episode. It felt almost, I don't want to say sitcom-y, but there were just a few moments of like humor and lightness, which I'm not mad about. It just, it it felt out of place considering the first season.
1: I disagree. I think the first season had some humor. I think you're right. There are probably more gags. If nothing else, there's a lot more Baby Yoda gags just because they kind of know what they're doing with that now. No, I, I yes, they did I'm sure there are new writers, but I, I think in general, tone is pretty similar. Obviously, it's it's different per episode, which is something that I think that the show does a really good job, actually, of balancing. It's keeping a consistent tone, but also completely shifting, right? So episode one is a Western all the way through. Yes. Episode 2, I I said this as I was watching it. The like chase sequence where the X-wings are following the Razor Crest down to whatever that ice planet is feels the most like the original trilogy of anything that Disney has done with Star Wars.
0: Absolutely. I totally agree with you on that.
1: Like it it felt like I was watching a new clip that I'd never seen before of the original trilogy
0: for sure i think it got a little weird once they were on the ice planet i don't know how i feel about the frog passenger
1: yeah i have mixed feelings like in general i thought it was an interesting concept but yeah i don't know it was a little strange that she used the robot's voice
0: that was weird
1: well i thought that was fine if she was gonna keep doing it the thing that was weird to me was that she stopped
0: Like, you would think, and then, like, when she left, and the hot spring, and I I just kind of felt like it was weird.
1: It was weird, but if there's not a cereal or something that one can get to eat the eggs, like, like baby, uh, you've seen that there's a Funko Pop, right?
0: I sent it to you!
1: Oh, that's right, that's right.
0: Okay, fine.
1: I saw it elsewhere, too. (sighs)
0: whatever the point being is first of all how just effed up is that that baby yoda keeps eating her eggs
1: it's the circle of life
0: also though my big question is how does he know that they're frog eggs and now that there's a frog person it just kind of brings so many more questions to my brain of like the first episode like season when he's catching frogs it's like okay but now there's frog people like and can is does his brain draw the connection like does he look at her as a giant snack
1: is there a connection maybe they're completely unrelated or like distantly related like maybe her race of intelligent frog people evolved from the not as intelligent frogs that baby yoda was eating
0: and they could be light years away from each other too. Like
1: right, exactly.
0: Still, it just it brought up a lot of questions of how How did he know that they're frog eggs? Does he want to eat the giant frog lady?
1: Yeah, I don't think so. I, I think he was just curious because, like, he was eating all the eggs. Right? He also ate ate a spider egg,
0: <sighs> which oh, first of all, oh god, that just mm, not a fan. Yeah, there were lots
1: of good lots of good space bugs in this episode.
0: I was not a fan. At all. I closed my eyes through most of the spider part. I could not handle it. It Made me feel itchy.
1: Speaking of space bugs, I forgot to mention one thing. Okay. I have not sent this to you, so I don't know if you've seen it, but there is a trailer for the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special.
0: Yes! There is!
1: Sorry, I was thinking about that because in the cantina, there's the bug person. They're sitting like right where Han is sitting when yeah. he shoots first and then there's the moment in the trailer for the lego star wars holiday special where the two han solos are talking to each other and they say hey you want to shoot first
0: i haven't actually watched the trailer yet i just saw that there was one.
1: Oh, you should watch it it's cute
0: i'll do it after this because i'm real hyped about that
1: yeah comes out next week i think actually oh
0: my god On yeah
1: the 17th
0: the seventeenth or the twenty fifth. I'm starting to lose track of when things come out. Also, looping back to something we talked about in our very first episode. Again, since we're just continuously looping back to that tonight. Uh, Wandavision finally has a come out date.
1: It does. Well, it's
0: not a date, but it's coming out next month.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. We kind of. We kind of suspected that because they said 2020. <laughs> But and the Entertainment two Weekly
0: came out and said right. December. So right,
1: so I, I suspect whenever the last episode of the Mandalorian airs, the either that day or the following Friday, the uh, Wandavision will will come out. I'm excited. Uh, November seventeenth, by the way. So that's if you're listening to this the day it comes out, the coming Tuesday.
0: Ooh, uh, we are going to have to group watch that-ish. I'm pretty excited. I'm excited about it. Mandalorian, I'm excited to see what they do with this episode. I'm curious to see what happens now that they're off the ice planet. And I'm wondering where it goes.
1: Me too. This is kind of one of the first real cliffhangers we've had in a Mandalorian episode.
0: Yeah, because it kind of just ended... I was surprised when the end credits popped up. I was like, wait, it's over?
1: Also, what's up? Why are those X-Wing pilots such dicks? Right? Also, one of them is... uh, um,
0: Is it an original cast member? No. Oh.
1: Nerdier than that.
0: Oh, I was like, it looked really similar to one of the ones from the movies, so...
1: Dave Filoni. Oh my gosh, that was going to drive me nuts. Dave Filoni... Who is uh, like one of the creators of Clone Wars, and he is a director of and yeah, heavily involved with the Mandalorian and all things Star Wars, right? At Lucasfilm.
0: Oh, that's super cool! I didn't know that.
1: He's the one who didn't say much.
0: Ah, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know why they were such jerks. Like, it's like just help the poor guy. Like, I mean, at least they killed the spider. Like, they could have. That's sure. Just let him die. I guess.
1: Anyway, thank you for listening to our Mandalorian <laughs> fan cast. <laughs>
0: This will not be the last time we talk about The Mandalorian on this podcast. It
1: will definitely not, uh, but we won't go into quite as much depth, <laughs> no. I suspect. Well. Maybe a deep dive when the season's over.
0: We're but not going to promise anything.
1: That's sure. I won't promise that I won't talk about it a lot more. Absolutely.
0: So. Uh, well, remember to find us on instagram and on twitter at signal 25 podcast
1: uh if you enjoyed the show and want to tell your friends about it you should share it with them or if you didn't enjoy it you should still share it with them. you should
0: always share it with your friends
1: and share it with the uh alien emoji that looks like baby yoda because it's green
0: yes and a baby emoji right next to it so that they understand what you're talking about so that they
1: know that it's baby yoda
0: and remember, the holidays are coming, so if you need good content for your long drives, your flights, your everything, we're here for you.
1: And we won't have another audio-slash-election-based delay. We hope. I, If <laughs> we do, we have bigger problems.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And just a final reminder, if you like us or don't like us, like and comment on our Instagram or subscribe where you find podcasts.
1: I think that about does it that just smart, uh, remember does it? even though this podcast is called signal 25 don't light things on fire we
0: do not support that
1: we are anti-arson
0: anti-arson unless it's yep. for a good cause and you can justify it then whatever wasn't just we'll say that okay i'm brie
1: and i'm paul <laughs>
0: and this has been signal 25